Talk Live. You can dial toll-free if you dial 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. It's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about. Of course, your calls to the primary element if you make them. We start things out with Shooter in California. Shooter, you are on Free Talk Live. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here. What's on your mind tonight, Shooter? Um, oh, Sam, welcome to uh, New Hampshire as well. Um, Thank you. I'm fighting a parking ticket, and I'll just try and talk as fast as I can for you. Um, there's a space on my street, on many spaces on my street. They're painted over white or silver. You know, they paint over, excuse me, they paint over the red curb with okay. white paint or silver paint. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I saw the red curb when I was out in California. That means you can't park there, right? Yeah, it's for emergencies only, even though meter maids park there, you know. Well, it's an emergency. Nuggets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Rev- revenue emergency. A lunch emergency. Yeah. All right, so they paint People over park- the red part with yellow, or with white or, or silver. For what purpose? Um, I don't know. The point being is that part of the curb isn't red anymore, and people park there, and okay. they don't get tickets for it. And then there's a space on the end of my street I always park at, you know, so my rear tire and my back bumper is kind of in this painted over part of the curb. And then uh, a week ago, uh, the city came by and repainted this white part red again. You know, as it was like a year or two or three ago, you know. All right. And then so change the rules on you. Park. Yeah. Well, I got a ticket for parking in the red zone, but when I parked there, you know, the curb wasn't red. And I wrote a letter to them asking them to, you know, not charge me for this. And I told them the time I brought my video camera out, you know. So wait, uh, let me see if I've got this. Let me see if I've got this straight so far. The the it was red at one time. Then they'd painted it white and or silver. And you were parking there at the time it was white slash silver, but then, for whatever reason, they gave you a ticket while you were parked there as it was white and silver. Shortly thereafter, they then repainted it to red? Uh, very close. Um, I parked there while it was white and silver. 24 hours later, they repainted it red. So they painted it while you were parked in the space? Yes, sir, definitely. Got That's it. crazy. Okay. Now, I think so that... I wrote- into it, and they wrote me back saying, you know, uh, we disagree. You still have to pay us, you know. Um, of course. So, you know, and I, I have an option to fight it. Um, unfortunately, I have to pay the ticket before I'm allowed to fight it, and then they'll refund <laughs> me if I win. Nice and I'm gig. just one, I'm wondering what approach I should take. You know, I want to try and practice activism kind of for the first time, like in front of these guys. It's cool that Sam's there now, too, because he's, he's pretty good at it, even though this is kind of small time for you guys. But, uh, I'm kind of wondering what approach I should take. Should I take it as in, hey, you know, why are these curbs white? Or should I take it as in, you know, I wasn't parking in the red? Or well, I'm, I'm not sure. You have the story now, though. My my guess is the white paint was just a primer that they were putting down before they came back and painted it red. Um, boy, if you go into government courts and argue the merits, meaning, oh, it was it was white when I parked there and so forth, they're just You're going done for. to roll right over you and they won't care. He's got some really well, good merits here. But wait a minute. How long uh, yeah, was it, it a... white? How long was it white for? Um, you know, and you could mistake in this white paint possibly as vandalism and or, I don't know, or a quick, you know, fix by a city employee. But I'm going to guess that. This specific slab was white for a year or two. Okay, that's and they yes. decide to re- they decide to repaint over certain ones and not other ones, and it looks like spray paint. It doesn't look like someone actually had like a you know an air pressure painter, you know mm-hmm. the nice one that they use. You know, it looks like spray paint. 
I don't think that that's your uh, responsibility. As far as I'm concerned, if uh, somebody come and va- comes and vandalizes the curb by painting it white, then that's a white curb, and the city needs to go in and paint it red again. That's you know yeah. that, that's not your your fault. Um, that's their fault. They didn't maintain their curb in a red manner like they needed to. I think you've got great uh, merits here, and that's the direction I would fight it on. Um, you know, it's a parking ticket. What's the worst that's going to happen? Whatever they. Uh, come after you on you're going to waste more money than that anyway so you get to walk away <laughs> i'm victorious i don't know that uh, i would pay their v- you're going to pay i mean he's going to have to pay in I don't order know to that even I... go to trial well they don't do that up you, here do they how can you pay when you haven't been found guilty i mean that goes against the principles of the justice sure. system it's uh, um you know what i don't want to read it for you because i'm not that on it's one fly, of those things. It's I, not yeah. just. It's something that's done. Uh, it's relatively common. Yeah, relatively oh. common. In that, it, you're probably right, Sam. It's probably completely unconstitutional. But it's one of those things that government just does, where they, where with. they, well, well, what they'll do is they'll give you your options, right? Whenever you get a ticket, they say, okay, well, on the back side, there's three options, and you have to pick one of them. And well, what if there's a fourth option that they don't tell you about? That kind of thing. So it's basically I they've think- made this crap up. And since people are afraid to do anything against the state, they'll just go right along with it okay i think you could uh, do the the civil disobedience aspect of it that if if you wanted to get into something like that would be i wouldn't pay until i get my trial look i'm not paying until i've been found guilty by a judge suspend your license or something though can't they no not for a parking ticket Uh, can they i mean this is california we're talking about here (laughs) i think they would just proceed against you um and act if you if you refuse to pay i think they're just going to continue their process as though you had done nothing and ignored it so i don't know how well that's going to work you, I, I agree with Mark. I, I think you do have, you know, so a, a merit case here where you could go in and argue the merits, and there's a chance the judge may be in a good mood that day. Um, you might want to try some kind of hybrid approach where you're looking at uh, like what Mark Stevens does with some of his questions, and ask about, you know, how is it I I'm forced to pay this if I'm I'm basically being found guilty here before I've had a chance to face my accuser. And just you know, put some of those questions. It's really I think once you've paid, you've lost. In my opinion, yeah, I think you if have, you've paid absolutely. them, you, you already lose. So it's, it's yeah, whatever you're comfortable with. To, you don't, I don't have a chance to present to them my my evidence if I don't pay. Though I have to pay first and then do it, and then they'll. That's what they're telling you, right? But what if you yeah. don't pay? What do they do then? I mean, is there well, going to be a? Are they going to suspend your license? Of that, what is what's the threat if you don't? I pay? won't be able to. Uh, at the end of the line, I don't know. I mean, I remember you guys reporting on someone like losing their house in New England somewhere after a you know five year long parking ticket. But anyway, for me, I'm not going to be able to renew my parking pass in a few months or something like that until all my pay- tickets are paid off, and then I'm gotcha. walking a mile or two out just to park a car. Okay. Every time I'm, you know. Then you might so have that's, to pay to that's get the immediate threat. I, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not pay if I didn't think I could get my parking pass renewed. Um, you know, I. I I, 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 you're, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place on this one. Um, Let me ask you, can I get you one still more question, guys? Sure, yeah. Let me run. Uh, how should I approach it? Should I approach it? What, how? I have no clue. I've never fought this before in person. But should I say, hey, the curb's white. That's your responsibility. Why didn't you fix it? Or should I approach it? They'll say that we did fix it. Yeah. It's your responsibility yeah, I, to observe whether the cur- uh, curb is red. You did not observe, and we gave you a ticket. Yeah, well, you know. I want to give it a shot either way. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it can't hurt to give it a shot. You're absolutely right. And, you know, if you play by their rules, then there's very little that can happen to you. If you refuse to pay, then, like you said, they're going to crack down on you. And, of course, you could always start bringing a camera in to see how that uh, changes their behavior. <laughs> well, I'd like to give it a shot. Sam's been a good... A good uh, yeah, and I'll tell you... Figure in that area. 
I went in on one of the three tickets that I fought in Plano and went up to the clerk's window and she gave me the plea form to fill out and enter my plea before I even went to see the judge. And she told me, well, you have to see this in order to get a trial. And I'm like, no, I can't plea until I understand the cause and the nature and cause of the charges mm-hmm. against me. They threw and, me in a jail cell when I tried to understand the nature and cause. <laughs> <laughs> well, she tried to tell me that I couldn't do that until I, I couldn't go before the judge until I filled out this form and entered a plea, which is completely false. So by challenging it and telling her, no, I refuse to do this. You need to, uh, you know, let me see the judge so that I can understand all of my rights. They ended up kind of caving and doing that. So uh, figure out what's appropriate for you. Push back in whatever way you think you're you're comfortable with. Push back. I like that. And and go for it. Baby steps, right? Whatever. I like what you're saying. Do whatever you feel is comfortable. If you feel like the the risks are too great at this point, then take it easy. If you want to go all the way or half all the way, then uh, give it a shot and and see what happens. I mean, if you're planning on leaving California eventually anyway, then it may not matter that much what the consequences are. I don't know what your timetable is. I don't know if you're even considering moving out of California, but uh, I would be if I were you. (laughs) Right. I hear you. Well, this is my first time I'm actually going to practice try practicing, you know, fighting or activism or whatever on foot instead of, you know, on my butt in front of my computer, you know. So. Very good. That sounds good. And bring a, bring a video camera in if you have it. one handy and, you know, go up to the clerk and uh, make a scene about them demanding money for, uh, from you. Wait, what? About, you're demanding money from me to have a trial? I, you know, I demand a trial and I'll pay you later if you find me guilty and, you know, make a scene and then put it up on YouTube. Thanks for the call and good luck. Let us know how it goes. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Features are completely free, including the bulletin board system. We've got over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Com and SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. It's right there at the top of the page. That's SACL CAI. As we continue with your phone calls, Bill is on the line in Virginia. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Bill? Hey, Ian, Mark, and Sam. Hey, what's on your uh, mind tonight, Bill? Uh, before I go on, thank you very much for the sticker. I wanted to, uh, uh, to tell you that. Yes, the Free Talk Live bumper sticker available free to anybody who wants one. Uh, all the instructions are on the front page of the website. Just scroll down for a little bit, and you'll see them there at freetalklive.com. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, I just wanted to add to what the other guy was saying. I used to live in California about five years ago, and uh, I was a messenger, and I parked in a red zone just to walk in and to drop something off and come back out. By the time I came back out, there was a ticket, or that guy was writing me a ticket. Nice. Uh, exactly. Um, so after I called him a parking Nazi, uh, he proceeded <laughs> to uh, give me another ticket because I was too far away from the curb. Oh, wow. So yeah, even though you were not allowed to park there anyway, he managed to find a parking violation about your illegal park job in the first place. Yeah, and I think if I had lost my temper anymore, you probably would have been able to find an unlimited amount of things to, uh, yeah. to get me on. <laughs> 
but uh, my my point was I knew I was moving back to Virginia anyhow, so I I didn't bother paying it. I haven't paid it. Uh, nothing has happened so far in five years. They sent me a collections notice about four years ago, and I ignored it. Um, one thing they will do is not only he was talking about his parking pass not being renewed, they will also attach that to your license so you can't renew your tags or your driver's license. Oh, very tricky. So if so, yeah. if you owe the state anything at all, in their opinion, then they just won't allow you to do anything that that uh, has anything to do with one of their little driving privileges if you haven't paid up. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know about anything owing the state specifically, but I do know some things that are driving related, like parking tickets, uh, meter violations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, they will attach that to you. Now, unless the law has changed, which I doubt very seriously. Um, but yeah, they they will keep you from being able to renew mm-hmm. your uh, at least your your tag. And so then you won't be able to so if you're planning on staying in California, then you'd be screwed. But if you're going to leave any sometime soon, then no big deal. Is what you're saying? Yeah, no big deal. I mean, I'm I'm planning to oddly enough, I'm planning to move back at some point. <laughs> Ooh, sorry um, about that. Yeah, I I know it's a long story. It's but, a beautiful uh, place. Say again? It's a beautiful place. The it's scenery, just, you mean? It's just, yeah, it, you know, the the land that the uh, that the socialists have taken over mm-hmm. um, is, you know, it's it's wonderful place, but you know, it's yeah, they're very good. Yeah, it Unfortunately, it's just ruled by oligarchs. Yes. Um, but but the only problem I foresee is is how what the statute of limitations. I don't know what's going to happen if and when I move back. What's going to happen when I try to get my my license changed over? That might be a Nothing problem. Nothing good. Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, and the statute right. of limitations won't apply. Yeah. To them. Right, well, that's all I wanted to say. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Bill. Good luck out there. 800-259-9231. I don't know. I mean, wow. Talking about going right back into uh, the belly of the beast. California is very pretty, but the uh, the people running the state are very ugly. Mm-hmm. 1-800-259-9231. Let's continue and talk to Matt in Idaho. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey. What's on um, your mind tonight? I just wanted to speak about the uh, the lead band. And, uh, the how lead that ban, the ban, the, uh, the 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 new regis- or the new regulations that that uh, ma- mandate testing for all lead or for all toys under for, uh, marketed for kids under the age of twelve. Correct, and specifically, uh, mini cycle racing and yeah. uh, off road racing. Yeah, as we discussed um, within the last few weeks, uh, that's a business that has been just devastated by this because essentially they don't have to test their mini cycles. They know there's lead in those devices. They know there's lead in the cycles, and so they're just not allowed to to sell those things anymore. So it's going to really destroy those people's businesses. Absolutely. And uh, my personal story, I was uh, raised um, by my father to ride a motorcycle, and uh, now I have three children. And I'm already in the process of getting two of them. Two of them are, two of them are proficient riders, and the next one's uh, uh, just getting ready to get on his bicycle. And now I'm realizing, wow, this might be something that's going to be taken away from us. And uh, mm-hmm. it really, uh, really strikes close to home. And I just wanted to elaborate on a few of the things that uh, my family stands to lose by, by uh, you know, especially if the uh, governing agencies that. Uh, that supervise the racing decide that there's just too much risk involved and decide to pull this. Well, didn't um, uh, maybe I'm not recalling correctly, but I could swear that in one of the articles we were talking about this, they did basically say that uh, essentially the racing tracks were going to stop allowing kids to come in because they would be so- somehow and shut liable. down as a result because the kids have got a, at least half of their revenue. 
exactly. And, and as far as my local track, that's not the case yet. But uh, I have the fear that it's going to be. So I'm really trying to spread the word, especially within the community here, and get people who, uh, who normally might not be active um, to, to get, get on board. And what kind of activism are you going to do in this case? I mean, essentially, people are begging the feds for an exemption, but I mean, what else besides civil disobedience uh, is an option? Well, you know that's a really good that's a really good point, and I, I uh, you know, I'm not in a position to to go real far down that path. I mean, like I said, I've got a family; they rely on me. That's how they get my you. My wife stays, my wife stays home and takes care of the kids, and uh, I bring home the the, the money. Yep. Um, but some of the things that I wanted people to to think about that uh, they might not think about, you know, they look at motorcycle riding as a risk sport, which it is. Um, but with that risk. You know, which becomes evident as soon as you crash the first time. Wait a minute. What but, sports don't have risk? I mean, if it's a if it's a sport that involves physical activity, you're risking breaking something. That's right. That's right. But with that risk, you know, there also is very very high level of personal satisfaction mm-hmm. and uh, um, esteem building that can that can result from that. And uh, we spend a lot of time, you know, um, working on our motorcycles and learning about them. And uh, engaging the kids in that activity, and um, having the um, you know the preparations before we go to the track to go to the track and and ride and come home and take care of all your gear and put it away. It sounds like when a great quality tr- time. I mean, between uh, kids and and their dad, uh, it sounds like a, it sounds like you really are into it, and I'm sure your kids are as into it, if not more so than you. And, and this is tragic. And your your wife spends you know spends a great deal of time with the kids. You're out earning a living. Likely, you put more than forty hours a week in as a result. And this is probably the the best quality time that you get with your kids. If you know on the weekend, absolutely. Absolutely, and we all look forward to it so much. So it really seems like, you know, a personal attack. You know, it's all, it's all of our liberties are, are, uh, are being attacked. Politics this is, is uh, personal. It is always this personal. This is one where I can, I can bring this to people that wouldn't necessarily be involved with politics at the track and say, hey, we've got we've to do something about well, this. Well, whatever tonight, it is you, you know, decide I'm, on doing, share it with us when you figure it out. I thank you for the call because if you share it with us and maybe some other people will hear it and they'll take those ideas and run with them. I don't know what else you can do. I mean, people are begging for an exemption. Besides that, it'd be up to that track owner to basically thumb his nose at the feds and say, I'm going to keep my uh, track open. Screw you. Free Talk Live. Government officials like to think they know better than the rest of us. They tell us what we can buy and when we can buy it. Everything from guns and booze to cold medicine and cigarettes. Now they've gone even farther. Cities across the country are now trying to tax and ban bottled water. That's right. Simple, no alcohol, no caffeine, no calorie bottled water. They say it's wasteful and buying it is, quote, stupid. But who are they to decide? If politicians decide you shouldn't even be able to buy bottled water, what's next? Visit us at enjoybottledwater.org and sign the petition to keep the nanny state out of our water bottles. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free and bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features we give away, so enjoy those on us. And the features include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're right there on the front page. Going back for an entire year, completely free, 
at freetalklive.com. Plus, the Institute for Humane Studies is offering 12 different seminars this summer in locations across the country. Participation is free, plus IHS is even going to cover your meals and housing during the seminar. They're for those who are simply curious about libertarian philosophy, to those who are passionate about liberty, even those who want career advice, networking opportunities, and lectures relevant to each career path. Go to libertarianseminars.com and register today. I do believe you have to be in college or graduate student for many of these. So head over to libertarianseminars.com. Deadline to register is March 31st, so time's running out. But that's just for the summer courses. I'm sure there will be more later if you missed this one. Libertarianseminars.com. As we uh, continue here uh, talking about, well, actually, whatever it is you want when you dial in, here's a story for you from Rybrook, New York. A Westchester County couple with two children is the latest target in a crackdown on prostitution. Police told CBS 2 HD on Friday the couple used Craigslist to find clients for their bordello in the burbs. Salvatore, or Richard Salvatore and Rachel Grome are husband and wife, and now accused as pimp and prostitute. They're a team that allegedly used the popular website to market services that involved illegal sex. Cops said they hosted Johns at their townhouse in a quiet Rybrook neighborhood. There's a story like this out of Florida about a decade ago. With a husband and wife team? Yeah. Hey, whatever it takes to pay the mortgage, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but Rybrook Police Chief doesn't agree with that. Gregory Austin told CBS, I feel like Craigslist has really brought 42nd Street and Times Square right into people's home. Does this guy really believe what he's saying, this police chief? Does he really believe that it's all Craigslist fault that now there's prostitution going on you know, in I, neighborhoods? I used Craig, Craigslist uh, today to uh, sell some uh, livestock that I was trying to get rid of in my house. I mean, it's, it was great. It's nice free service, and uh, I guess it's free. I didn't pay anything for it. I don't really know much yeah, about it's it. Free. I, I, it. It seemed free. <laughs> I think Craigslist makes it easier. I mean, what what do you need to put an ad out there? A picture of yourself and uh, five minutes with an internet connection, and you can uh, put a post out, and you're you're in business. Yeah, but he makes it sound like uh, it's. He says it's it's brought Forty Second Street and Times Square right into people's home. He makes it sound like you know there's something unusual going on here. Sure, it makes it easy to find for a client to meet a a, a prostitute, but. Prostitutes have been operating out of their homes for a long time. I mean, right. he's pretending other... like there are only street prostitutes until Craigslist, and now that there's Craigslist, uh, the street prostitutes are going into neighborhoods, which is ludicrous. Well, I think what's happening is as the economy is is uh, slowing down and, and times get tougher, you're seeing more and more people going this route, more and more girls going this route and choosing to engage in this kind of behavior. Right, and the good part about it is there isn't a Times and 42nd any, uh, you know, anymore. I don't know. I haven't been in New York. I don't know what that neighborhood's like, but it cuts down on the need for streetwalkers because, well, now people can just call you know, people up in their home and it takes the ugly out of it all. Yep. Right, but it's just as illegal, Mark, because it's, it's just a crime. As illegal, but it's... it's a crime to pay a dollar for sex, but it's not a crime to take a girl out and buy her a bunch of drinks and bring her home. Unless you're videotaping it to make porn, then it's okay. That's right. That's well. In some states, some states, uh, porn is illegal. It's my understanding that California is one of the few legal places you can make porn. And I think New Hampshire New apparently Hampshire just well. had a uh, was it a court case that that ruled that it was I acceptable. Think so. I think so. Craigslist is loaded with ads offering sex. The ad allegedly posted by Salvatore and Grome presented her as a college girl (laughs) just looking for help with my tuition. Rybrook is working with cuffs. How do you... 
do you know what the the signals are? I mean, how do you read the code? What what are the, what, how would you look at something like that and and have any idea that it was an ad for a prostitute? Well, maybe um, maybe they you know said that there was prostitution, and that's what um, you know that's what she was willing to exchange for the help with her tuition kind of thing. Maybe she just mm. said that was the excuse. Oh, the idea is like I'll have sex with you, and you donate to my college fund. That kind no, of thing. No, I'll have sex with you for money because I need money to pay for my college tuition. She wouldn't say that in the ad. Or would they, are would they that brazen no, no, no. in if the ad? I don't go, know what they are. All right, if you go to Craigslist, you go to the erotic services section. There are. That's where all of those ads are, and if you advertise for sex like that, then it's illegal, so they'll use code words, and you're paying for the time. Kind of, It's the same thing with the call girls. I'm not They're, going there, because then the the thing will show up in my history, and my wife is <laughs> I'm not going there. Rye Brook is working for cops in Rye, Greenboro, and Elmsford on a Craigslist prostitution task force so the police have now formed a uh, essentially a vice squad specifically for investigating ads on craigslist apparently there aren't any real criminals to go after in these areas rybrook uh, excuse me salvatore and grome are 106th are the 106th and 107th people arrested during the operation so really it's turning into quite a few arrests for these police departments lots of revenue it's the first yep it's the first time the task force has made arrests at a private home all the other busts have been made at area motels where prostitutes set up shop for a few days or johns have been arrested in sting operations on Thursday, so they're actually doing it the reverse too they're placing ads on craigslist acting as though they're prostitutes on Thursday night, neighbors told CBS they saw lots of strangers coming to the home, and they're glad to learn of the arrests. It's a family neighborhood, a very nice neighborhood, said one resident. So they don't want strangers coming to people's houses? I mean, what, what's, the, what's happened here? People like that just don't belong over here. People like that people like that have who? sex they all do yeah well not all of them there i mean there was actually a story about asexuals tonight i don't know if we'll get to it but uh but a lot of people have sex and i'm sure this person who was quoted for the article has probably had it at some point in their lives i guess that that person's better than the clients for the prostitutes because he or she is not uh, paying for the sex is that well, the idea they they're somehow better person because of that everybody exchanges something um, you know you're getting something out of the operation otherwise or you, you wouldn't, wouldn't be do doing it, it. Mm-hmm. so the the fact that they're you know using money which is the medium of exchange that we have currently um, is you know, it just right. drives it underground. It doesn't, you know, I mean, what what difference would it make if, uh, you know, they said you wanted, I don't know, uh, give me a gift instead. Yeah. And then you return well, the gift. Well, yeah. Would it be illegal to buy a prostitute with silver? I I don't know. I don't know what all the laws. I don't know what the actual wording of the laws. I mean, can I buy a prostitute with a you know uh, some bananas? It's probably something to the effect that uh, anybody who uh, exchanges anything, you know, gets some kind of uh, uh, compensation in any way. What about dinner in a movie? Well, you see, at that point, likely the no negotiation went in where someone said. I'll exchange dinner and a movie for sex. You understand? That's the that's the fine. So point you can't here. lay it out. What you're saying is you you can't actually have terms for the sex. You just have to roll the dice. Basically, it has to magically happen. Right. That's the idea. Mm, I guess. That's well. That's what it sounds like to me. And I think it's it's just nonsense. And it's just so tragic when uh, when people get busted for doing what is essentially a market based activity. I mean, it's it's two consenting adults coming together to trade a product or service. Service, and they're all doing it on a voluntary basis. So I, it's just, 
you know, I would love to talk to to a cop who is into busting prostitutes and just have him explain himself. Just just explain yourself. Who do you think you are? Well, well it's the law. Blah, blah, blah. That's what they'll say, right? Even but, if they personally disagree with it, well, I'm just doing my job. This is the law. Well, no, but you have to remember they are seeing the worst of the worst. Yeah, they they're, are. They're out there picking up the, the street walkers who are carrying STDs and AIDS and are still have been arrested, have been caught, tested for AIDS and come back positive, and they're still going out there and putting other people at risk. So they see it as, hey, we're doing this great service, but... What they're not looking at is if it wasn't illegal, this could all be much safer and there could be practices. It's done that way in Amsterdam and it is. And in Nevada, it's proven that it's safer. Yeah. That the girls are tested on a weekly basis. They're tested Mm -hmm. weekly in Nevada. Proof is what I see, pal. 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. If you are a law enforcement officer on the Vice Squad and you want to defend your job, we'd love to hear from you. Doubt you'll call, though. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. And, you know, we hadn't even touched on corruption. Corrupt cops? Boy, we got a doozy for you coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com, get on board, and you'll get perks. You get access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there for you at amp.freetalklive.com. Great way to get behind the show and help us get on more radio stations across the country and bring more Internet listeners on board so more people can hear the ideas of freedom. Amp.freetalklive.com to your phone calls. Ra, or rather, uh, Bob is listening to KBYO in Louisiana. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live. Bob? Uh, hello? Hey, you're on the air. Hey. hey, how are you, man? Just super. What's on your mind tonight, Bob? Uh, well, I just turned in to you guys. Uh, I'm on the road. I get to catch you on my trip home every evening when you're on. And uh, you asked, one of you guys asked a question, you know, uh, what would what would happen, you know, if prostitution were not? illegal and not being driven underground, well, what would happen would be, for one thing, like like you mentioned, it becomes safer for the client because yep. they can be required to be tested, you know, so... Not get, only is it safer... A lot of it, you're right, it's not only safer for the client, it's also safer it's for the, safer, uh, the women. It's safer for the women, exactly, because they can be, they can work in an environment where there's security, mm-hmm. yep. you know, where they're they're not at the mercy of of some guy that's uh, you know, out out to hurt a hurt a woman or whatever, you right. know. I mean, sadly enough, they're that type of people out there. Yeah, right. Uh, there are Johns who are essentially out uh, hitting the streets looking for prostitutes so they can take them to some obscure location and essentially beat the hell out of them, possibly kill, kill them. them. Yeah, that that exists right. out there, and it wouldn't exist in I mean, a legal marketplace. How many streetwalkers have been the victims of serial killers? Many. You know? Well, you know, are you going to have that where you've got where you've got a, an environment, you know, where a person has to walk in, show an ID, mm-hmm. you know, 
uh, what have you. No, they got, they've got bodyguards at the, the ranches out in Nevada. So not only is there a secure, you have to go through a gate in order to get in or whatever, there's also some big burly guy on the premises who's more than happy to throw your butt out uh, on <laughs> if you've been doing something naughty. Uh, exactly. That you didn't pay for. And, uh, <laughs> and so you make it safer for the client. You yep. make it safer for for the woman. And then on top of that, uh, I know a lot of people disagree with the Internal Revenue Service, what have you. <laughs> I do. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not crazy about them myself. They they take a lot of my money every week. But we we do have the Internal Revenue Service, and you know what. What a source of revenue! Yeah, it's you know. I mean, I'm not they, saying that they like to they like to tax our sins, as they say. You know, uh, you know, legislate morality. You know, let uh, tax our sins. You know, or well, that's what this is all about, isn't it? What I mean, have you? That, that's what this is all about. From the perspective of the enforcers, from the perspective of the do-gooders out there, it's not about helping people stay safe. Because as you're pointing out brilliantly. If prostitution is legal, it is a much safer business for all of those involved. But the people that are anti-prostitution, they don't care about what happens to prostitutes, and they they don't don't care about what happens to Johns. They have their moral code, and they're willing to force it down other people's throats at the threat of violence and the threat of jail cells. And that's where the story ends. There's another aspect to it, and it's the the sort of uh, uh, economics of the situation, the social economics of the situation, in that women have a commodity that they wish to protect because that commodity is very valuable and some of them manage to Ooh. use that commodity to in fact uh, you know it finances their whole life um, so it, it devalues the commodity it devalues by having the it commodity legal? because if I can you know oh. get in a fight with my wife or whatever and like it's a big you know she decides to you're on the couch for a month or something like that then well I, See I, you don't, later. I don't need it, sweetheart. Yeah. I mean, I can just go down the street. And, mm, yeah. you know, even though you can go down the street now, and it's actually uh, but you you know, have to know more dangerous for them, to. I don't intend to go down that street, right. personally. So, uh, you know, there would be nicer, more upstanding places. I don't know where to go, you know, now. I don't really care. That's right. not an issue in my life. Craigslist, apparently. Uh, apparently, <laughs> I, which yeah. would, of course, get me in trouble. But so there's this, there's that but other But you'd already be in trouble. It. Yes. <laughs> but that's yeah, an interesting I mean, point. Yes, Myself, I have a wife at home who I love very much, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I wouldn't take the risk of bringing something home to her. Sure, wouldn't, you're a good man. As far as that goes, as far as that goes, wouldn't take the risk of of losing her because to me she's a very valuable commodity. Right. You know? and, yes. Uh, hopefully, you're, hopefully an individual's relationship her, means you know? hopefully an individual's relationship means more to them than just the sex they got out of it. Right, yeah. and I, I didn't mean just the sex. I meant right. sure. many other things. She is she is very much a help to me, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, and I re- and I love her and respect her, and therefore I would not, you know, I wouldn't spend my money on a prostitute. Uh, I wouldn't you know, wouldn't cheat on my wife. That's an agreement that we have between one another, you know, to be monogamous. Well, Bob, it's it's not my business if someone else chooses to live differently. Absolutely. Bob, I'm you know, glad to hear that you have money because I've been married for a couple of years now and I haven't <laughs> had money since I got married. <laughs> well, <laughs> good point. <though. laughs> Great call tonight, Bob. I really appreciate hearing from you, sir. Thank you for making it tonight. 800-259-9231. Nailing, I think, two of the most important points about legal prostitution. P-
people are safer in a legal prostitution world. Not you know we can expand out not just the Johns, not just the prostitutes, but also the people in the vicinity are safer. I mean, if you think about the the streetwalkers that you've got out there today, we've already pointed out how streetwalkers would pretty much go away in the absence of all these laws against prostitution, because then it can all be done on the up and up, can all be done in brothels and people's homes and things like that. So there's no real need for streetwalkers at that point. If you were a streetwalker, you wouldn't get really any business because there'd be all kinds of better looking women that would be doing business in private locations and there would be a, that safety factor. So those streetwalkers in many cases are, a lot of them are working for drugs. I, I called in to talk about this, uh, I think a year ago, one of my trips to Amsterdam, I was walking around the red light district and it was middle of the day, maybe two o'clock or so, and a school play or something had just let out. So the children were all standing outside on the steps, getting a group picture across mm-hmm. the canal right next door to them or red light. You know, girls in the in the windows standing there offering their services. So, yeah, it's, it's absolutely safer, and it wasn't a big deal. To the Dutch culture, sex is not uh, not an issue for them. They they have porn playing on just the Prime public time, right? TV. Prime time yeah. TV. Prime time TV. But for some reason, they don't like the violence being in TV, so that's the crusade that they fight over there. Well, I, I, to me, that makes more sense. Um, I agree. I, I, you know, I, I'm not saying that I agree with it. I think that violence is uh, an integral part of uh, storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, if you murder mysteries, I mean, what a sick thing! They start out with somebody dying, yeah. you know, um, and they're they're just they're integral to our culture. You don't even think about them. Agatha Christie, she's not a who could th- think that that's a bad thing, but in fact, you know, somebody dies. So I can totally see that end of it uh, more than the sex part. But you know. I, I was raised here in America, and I find the sex part, you know, grody and, and, and bad and for some reason. Now, I can't say that I don't like it at certain times when I'm feeling that way. But at other times, I think, oh, you know, that's, that's bad. <laughs> so... So move uh, on around the table. Where here. I, what I wanted to, what I wanted to point out about how it is that even people that aren't involved in prostitution are made more safe by legalized prostitution. It would also be even safer uh, if drugs were also legalized at the same time. Because a lot of street prostitutes are working for drugs. They're out there hooking so they can go back to the pimp who's going to pay them with heroin or something like that or cocaine yeah. or crack. And of course, if they can't get the drugs that they're looking for, then there's a chance they could be the ones that are breaking into somebody's houses. They could be the ones that are uh, are committing crimes in order to get the rest of whatever it is they need to get their fix. So just taking it out of the black market entirely does uh, does a whole lot for number one cleaning up the streets and number two making things safer for everybody. And in Amsterdam they do enforce the hard drugs, things like heroin. But there are churches who where you can go down in the basement and you can buy heroin from the church. Mm-hmm. The people shoot up their heroin or whatever they do with it and then they go off to That's work. That's what they do. And they have a, a productive day at work and they're able to to function and be regular members of society, it's treated more as an illness, as a disease, as something that these people need help with rather than turning them into criminals and throwing them into jail cells and then forcing everyone else to pay for it. It's absurd. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Steve is in South Carolina. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Steve, South Carolina, going once. Steve, hello, you're on the air. Yes, um... You know, I was married for a while, and I think being single and getting a prostitute is a lot cheaper than having to get married and buy a house, get a job, insurance, and a divorce totally ruined my credit. So, so you'd have been, you're saying you'd have been better off just buying whores that whole time? 
Yeah, it would have been a lot cheaper on I don't know if you can get... I don't know. I mean, I've never bought a horse, so I don't know. We can bring it back if you want to talk more about it. A prostitute. Uh, but I don't know if you can get that connection. Yeah, that, I, I, so I, I also, a good woman is worth her money. More on the way. Hour two's coming up. You dial in. Bring up whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into hour number two of the program. And it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their website. We give it away at freetalklive.com. So last hour, we were talking about prostitution. A story that came up was one of the Craigslist prostitutes that got busted in this case. It happened to be a husband and wife team, which is probably a little unusual in the area of uh, that business. And we, of course, got into the uh, the inevitable discussion of how it is that people should be left alone uh, to just make their own decisions for their lives. Prostitution is, is a victimless crime. There is no who did not consent. I mean, the, the, the people involved are consenting adults. There are certainly other crimes that uh, sort of seem, seem to circle around it, but once you, you pull out that, the, that leg of the table, then the rest of the crimes don't have to uh, necessarily be involved. There's, yeah. you know, the... the uh, you know, oftentimes you'll have the the street walking aspect, the ugly aspect of it, because you know that's it's usually the bad sections of town. The yeah, pimps those women beating, are ugly. And, and, and the pimps <laughs> beating people, um, you know, women getting hurt by Johns, all that other stuff. You 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 uh, by making it legal, you protect everyone. Also, the uh, STD aspect. Yeah. So there are so many reasons. Uh, I mean, so many obvious reasons. Once you take a, a look at this issue, to change the legality of this situation, but yet. When's the last time that happened? When's the last time prostitution was legalized? It must be. Was it ever illegal in Nevada and then they legalized it? What's the, what's the history of prostitution out there? Any Nevada listeners want to chime in on this, I'd, I'd be interested to know at 800-259-9231. In fact, I think we still have... Oh, nope, Steve dropped off the line, so he no longer has comments for us. What's the history of, uh, the, of governments around the world being able to stop prostitution? Not so much, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, what are, what are their prospects for ever getting rid of it, and why are they continuing this never-ending battle? Well, because it's putting bodies in jail cells, I suppose. That's, yeah. it's, it's giving uh, cops jobs. Uh, that's the reason why. Because it's not stopping the prostitutes. Lots of uh, streetwalking girls will get picked up three, four, five times in you know, a short, relatively short time frame. So they go in, they spend a few nights in jail, they get uh, back out on the streets, and, the, and they're back out on the streets. So they, right. it hasn't stopped anything. So I'm also, um, like I've told you, I've read the, I'm reading this book that uh, mistakes were made but not by me. And um, there's this this experiment that went on as far as uh, hazing uh, went and what people's uh, emotional attachment were, was to groups and things mm-hmm. that they uh, that they were hazed heavily on. For instance, people that buy Mercedes love their cars, their fine automobiles because well, they've been hosed. Well, because they paid a lot of money for it. Yeah. I mean, so they're that much more on like board. you with the chair that you sit in. Uh, th- yeah, I, I love this chair. Yeah. And and my BMW. Remember, I, yeah. I put a lot of money into that thing. And 
you know, so they they have a tendency to be more invested in it if they put a lot of money in it. Mm-hmm. One of the things about drugs being, um, you know, illegal um, and you know prostitutes doing what they have to do to get all that money that it uh, takes to to purchase those drugs is they're I think they're more addicted because they pay more money for the drugs and they mm-hmm. um, you know they they commit these acts that likely they wouldn't commit otherwise in order to get that money to get to do those drugs. So they're they're even more emotionally addicted to the drugs because of what they have to do to get them you think they're more addicted because they pay more i don't know i mean people are pretty addicted to caffeine and nicotine and they don't pay very much for that i I think there are people in their in relationships and long-term you know marriages where they're unhappy and rather than address it with their partner and and communicate and talk as the way relationships are supposed to work they seek, you know, an escape. and they, We don't talk in America, Sam, in our relationships. <laughs> a lot of people don't. No, it's, it's sad. sad. Yeah. It really is. So they go off and do this, and they find somebody who gives them, you know, who breathes life into them, who pays special attention to them, whatever it is. There, there's some kind of draw or some kind of need that's being filled in that person that they're willing to go and spend $200 or $1,000 or whatever it is they're spending on a prostitute. Let's go to Steve. He is back. Steve in South Carolina. I wanted to make sure you had time to get your thoughts out there. Go ahead. Thank you. I think Sam has a very good point. Yes, sir. And I, the, the point being is that somebody feels special. And the only the only downside I see to it is, you know, another thing too, a good woman's hard to find. That's the other. That's the flip side of that one. one I'm two. sure a lot of women would say the same thing about men. Well, I totally agree. I totally agree. The thing is, is if you if you find yourself in a relationship and then marriage, you know, they want a big house. They got the house. They want to decorate and put furniture. Then they want a nice car because you know there's the social aspect of it, and they want to look good. And then there's, uh, I mean, if they're a, a full time housewife, then they want an allowance. And then you have children, and then there's more money and more money. And then next thing you know, you've invested so much in this, and your responsibility has gone so high, and your stress level goes up with it. And then there comes the point where it's like, well, you know, I thought when I got married that it, I would get consistent intercourse, and apparently that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, but oh, it's, doesn't it typically start out that way, but then something happens, and I think it's uh, that communication breakdown, and the people's needs aren't being communicated back and forth in the relationship. Well, I, I well, yeah, well, I communicate my needs. It's like, hey, I need it. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, communicate in a way that the your partner can understand. I mean, you can state your needs, but if they're not, if it's not in a way that that they can uh, connect with and identify and say, yeah, that's something I can fill and that that I want to do for you, they're they're not going to respond in the way that you want. Well, I totally understand that, but you also understand being around women that they make insinuations, they are subtle about what they want, and men yes. are more expecting to say exactly this one. So you're trying to read a woman, trying to understand, and, I mean, your, your brain just goes to goo because you're like, I don't know. I, if you would just tell me outright, I could do this, and, and it just keeps going. <laughs> and then that's the breakdown in communication that I'm talking well, about. Well, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that there's uh, this conversation, uh, this, this, this sort of understanding societally that uh, it's okay for women to be unreasonable, and it's not. Um, I, I just, I, I simply don't uh, have never in my relationships accepted unreasonable behavior. Um, so, 
you know, that's one place to start. Also, you can't assume that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, the person's just going to get along with whatever it is that, uh, you know, however it is that life is set up at that point, um, you know, by you, especially if you're the breadwinner. It, it's kind of a disempowering situation for them. So, I, you know, they're right. It's it it's tough. I had a I had a girlfriend where life was like what you're talking about. Uh, absolutely, she where she got everything and you she, got very little. Well, she got everything. She she wanted a bunch of stuff. She wanted the yeah. trappings of being uh you know a a a, a kept wife kind mm-hmm. of thing. Now she had a job, but. Honestly, she contributed maybe a hundred bucks a month in the cable bill. Mm. To, you know, I paid all the mortgage. I paid, you know, everything. And then she spent her money on candles and tchotchkes for and the house. And you getting sex still? Oh, well, yeah, but um, oh, okay. Well, you know, that, that was never that that wasn't the deal, man. Yeah. The deal was well, I wanted deal? a partner. Ah. Right, but you're talking about balanced reciprocity. And I've got it. Now you do. Yeah, because yeah. I stood now for it. I demanded it. Well, exactly, and there's the other thing, too. You were actually the alpha male. You were the dominant in the relationship, and you said, look, it, it's my way or the highway, and that's good. But, you know, most of the men that I've talked to and the friends I've had over the past years and years and years, they basically said when you get married, your testicles get put in a shoebox and put in the back of the closet. So, you know, I mean. Mm. I don't know about the dominant yeah. thing. I look at relationships as a partnership between two equals well, who can learn and make- grow from each other. Somebody has to make the call. I mean, he said he's no, not. No, I think that's I think you call. can come to consensus between between the two of you, and uh, you go just, work out of that consensus. He just got through saying he would not stand for it. I, I won't stand for, uh, in certain things. Like if my yeah. wife hit me or something like that. Currently, I have a really great relationship with a woman that I do come con- to consensus on issues with. But you know, like, there's things I won't stand for, and what I won't stand for is unreasonable behavior. It's nonsense. Yeah. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna put up with nuts. But you're not uh, <laughs> dominating. You're not uh, no. an, an alpha male. Or I, I would whatever be dominating her if she would decided that um, you know that I'm going to act like a nut from here on out. Yeah, that I'd be dominant because get the hell out. I'm just not going to deal with it. Steve, I want to thank you for the call tonight. Thank, thank you for Steve. the discussion. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I'm with you, Sam. I, you know, a good relationship is a, is a partnership, not one or the other setting all of the rules and then. And have any other person bow down to. But I do think that one needs boundaries also. Both yep. sides need boundaries. It's true. It's true. And I think private property can help with that. I think if you have uh, separation between ownership and, and things, that can help those ba- that creates some natural that. boundaries. I know you don't have you just that. Have reasonable, you just have reasonable people. Yeah, well, I have that, and I have reasonable people, and it works really well. 800-259-9231. Of course, you've said you can't handle your money, so you voluntarily chose to hand yep. it over to the wife. More on the way. You bring up whatever you want. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. You call in. We talk to you about anything. And what if you found out the best liberty activists from around the world who are moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? It's happening, and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. As more liberty-minded people continue to move here to New Hampshire, I was told... 
was a little bit short notice, apparently, but I was told there were a couple new people that I guess arrived here in Keene just today, and there was some sort of a meet and greet for them. I unfortunately had already made some plans, so I was not able to make it out for that, but there's always something going on, always new opportunities. Nobody to, invited me. To be, yeah, well, I, I don't know. Maybe they yes, thought I'm you were busy. The circle. You don't live here in Keene, Mark. You live elsewhere. <laughs> Thank God. All I right. Don't have to pay the taxes you people take. Pay. Yeah, we mm-hmm. are coming here, uh, continuing with your phone calls. Let's talk to Randy in California. Randy, you're on Free Talk Live. Randy, California. Hey, guys. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Listen, uh, this is Randy. I, I called in yesterday, okay? This is AKA Schmedley Butler. Okay? Ah, yes. L- listen, guys, I, 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 there's a couple things I, I just want to set the record straight, okay? Uh, you know, I had literally never heard your guys' show before. And, and quite honestly, uh, I was listening to a show before yours online, and you guys followed. I, I really didn't know that much about your website or. I had never seen your website. You were okay? shocked. Uh, well, I went to the website, okay, yes. and I listened to the rest of your show. And there's a few things. I, there's a couple things I want to say. All right, is that, go for it. Go ahead. You know, the Free State Project. I am for. I, you know, some it's great. Okay, I believe I'm in California, in Southern California, and, Sorry to and hear that. we're fighting a big battle here. It yes, is, you are. You're fighting a losing it, battle. I do. <laughs> oh, it is, it is unbelievable, guys. It, I mean, it is. It is ridiculous. It is terrible. But, you know, the issue with the Marines, I, I want to go back to that for a second. Yes, sir. You know, I, I said this a couple times yesterday. I have never been in the military, okay? Mm-hmm. I, and I want to make that clear. I, I was very anti-war. I am. I've been against the, the aggression of the American military. Okay, now, I don't want this to sound like a contradiction or I'm backpedaling, but here's my point is that, you know, I thought that there was a, an insult to the Marine Corps yesterday, okay? And, and the reason that I, I kind of called you guys and mentioned that is because, you know, I, am, I, I know a couple of these young guys that are in the Marines now. You know, they, they joined the service because a, a lot of reasons. They, they can't find a job. The economy is terrible. Yeah. They think they're doing the right thing by, by serving their country. Sure, they've been okay, brainwashed. Okay? If they, they, you know, one of you guys made a... a a point about the checkpoints out here in California, okay? That's about an hour from where I live, where, where, the, where they did that, where the Marines were working with the, with the CHPs at, right. that, at that checkpoint, okay? And what I want to say is I supported the Marine Corps. I do, and there's a reason. But had I pulled up to that checkpoint in my car, I, I, I might have got shot by a Marine or a CHP because I, I understand posse comitatus. And I, I, I would have been very upset about that, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, you know, I, I understand the big picture quite well. But the reason, you know, I'm against the war, I'm not one of these support-the-troops kind of guys, but I'm really hoping that, that sooner or later, you know, throughout history, I, I look at, uh, you know, I, I wish we could resolve all our disputes peacefully, you know? Wouldn't that be nice? That's what we're Wouldn't working toward. You know, listen, it, it, it didn't work out too well for the Dalai Lama. Um, it, it didn't work out too well for the poor sucker in Tiananmen Square. Okay, so, you, you know, my point is one day we might need some help. Okay, now I know we're battling a government that's, that's out of control. We all know that, you know, but I'm, I'm hoping that these young kids and all these people that have joined the different branches of the military – and I think, I, I know, I, I keep in touch with a few of them from different branches of service, and these guys are waking up. 
they're starting mm-hmm. to really? understand okay. what's going on. Yeah, believe it or not, it is really true. A handful of them, but I, I would still say that you're more likely to um, to be looking at the wrong end of a gun held by a marine if uh, oh, yeah. you know if it comes to government tyranny than it is to be looking uh, you know be on, to have one on the right side. The question, the important question, is not how many of them are waking up, but how many of who are waking, how many of them who are waking up are willing to do something about it? Because even if there are people that are in the Marines or in the Army or wherever that they've woke up and they understand what uh, what freedom really is supposed to be and they get the Constitution and all that stuff. If they're still pulling the trigger when they're told to and they're and that's unconstitutional, then they're they're not doing anything to help the situation. They're just going along to get along and they're part of they're still playing a negative role in all this. You know something? I I really agree. Okay. Now now call me an idealist, and and maybe call me a fool because you you know if the if the fit ever does hit the sham, okay. I guarantee where I live, it is so conservative, and there's so much bureaucracy that I'm probably number one on their list out here. You know, I could very well be get shot by a Marine in worst-case scenario. But I'm hoping and, and, and praying to whoever that, you know, in, in a situation like that, that these guys are going to really support the Constitution of the United States. I know it's a battle, and I know it's a dream. Now, when you say, just to, to clarify for our listener, when, when you say a situation like that, you mean using the military, the military being utilized in the streets of America against Americans. You're saying, you're hoping that if it comes to that, that that'll be the time when all of these people that you say have woken up will actually take a stand and refuse to follow these orders. I hope you're right about that, and I thank you for the call tonight. I, I, I doubt that's going to happen. I mean, look at... Look at how indoctrinated people are just from the government schools, and they haven't gone through boot camp where they're really stripped of their identity and built back up as mm-hmm. this model Marine. They're also not facing uh, charges and a life in the brig or in military prison. Sure. The, these, thing, these are all things that these soldiers are thinking about, and it's just been bred into them. You follow orders. You don't question your orders. You do them and, you know, just... Just follow orders. Well, yeah, I mean, we've we've talked to liberty-loving people on this show who will say things like, and and it's fair that they say these things. I completely understand. Well, I've got a kid, you know, so mm-hmm. I can only do so much. I can only uh, take so much action because, well, they might go after my family. Now, you're, what you just pointed out is these Marines and these Army guys or whatever, they're in this, a similar position, but even more dangerous because a lot of those guys have kids at home. They've got wives and girlfriends waiting for them to, to finish their tour of duty at home. And if they go off and they disobey an order, even if they may be in the right constitutionally, they know that the uh, the Constitution isn't going to be much of help uh, in, in military court. That's yeah. not going to help them there. So, yeah, I mean, if they're in, a, if they're in the brig, then they're not going home to, to – first of all, they're not getting paychecks sent home to their uh, their family anymore, number one. And then number two, they're not there for their family. So do they follow the orders or do they do the right thing? And, and you guys talk all the time about, you know, police officers. Would you follow an order to, to take people's guns? And you think that it's – well, I don't know if you think this, but it seems like you guys think that if, they, if a police officer says no to that, no, I wouldn't go and confiscate guns, that that's enough. And I'm sorry, that's not going to do it. Because what the president is doing is shifting military units around so that they're not familiar with the the people that they're going after. And if the feds come in and start doing raids, you know, a few a night to go and seize people's guns, are you going to be willing to go and arrest those feds or are you just going to kind of let them do what they want? 
Yeah, you'll just be someone who's not participating in it, but yeah. you won't do anything to actively Unless stop you're it. willing to stand up, it's not going to be successful. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You bring up anything, this is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. one 800 259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features, by the way, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, dozens of ladies, they've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. And ladies, you're welcome to submit your photo or video for the Shrine of Female Listeners at shrine.freetalklive.com. The, bureaucrat- <clears throat> the bureaucrats undermine your right to bear arms. Now they're taxing your bottled water. That's right, water. Log on to enjoybottledwater.org and tell them enough is enough. Sign the petition fighting taxes and regulations on bottled water. After all, if they can tax water, what will they tax next? Oh, they'll figure something out. They'll figure something <laughs> out. They're busily working on that sort of thing. Yep. Uh, but yeah, enjoybottledwater.org. It's a nice looking website, too. I was there yesterday. All right, 800-259-9231. That is the number. I uh, want to share a little something from LouRockwell.com's Don Cooper. He says, I'm tired. I'm tired of the career politicians who do nothing but deny knowledge and lay blame on others in an effort to do nothing more than save their own political skins to the detriment of you and me. I'm tired of the federal government and their holier-than-thou arrogance prosecuting people for lying to federal prosecutors or lying to federal investigators. Are you kidding me? It's logistically impossible for anyone to lie on a greater scale and with more profound consequences to our country than what the government engages in on a daily basis. However, I would point out that when government agents tell lies, it's just part of their job. It's, in fact, an expected part of many of their jobs, completely legal, and they're protected from any kind of consequences for doing so. He also says, I'm tired of the shenanigans of these bloated politicians assuming that I'm an idiot and that I don't get it. I'm tired of being told we live in a democracy and can vote for whomever we want when there are only two candidates on the ballot. And if I vote for whom I want and his name's not on the ballot, then my vote won't be counted. I'm tired of being associated with the herd of sheep mindlessly being herded toward the slaughterhouse with the doors wide open and feeling as if we somehow deserve our oncoming fate. I'm tired of reading about how we need more people like Ron Paul in office so we can make a peaceful change from the inside out. Well, Dr. Paul, bless his heart, has been on the inside for a long time as the government continues to grow to universal proportions and he continues to be marginalized. But yet there are people out there who continue to say, well, we just need to elect more Ron Pauls. Well, we do need to elect more Ron Pauls. However, how is that going? I mean, the, yeah, the fact where that, are they? Right, the fact that Ron Paul is in, in Congress is an anomaly. I mean, there, right. has there, how many people have there been throughout the history of Congress like Ron Paul, at least in the last 50 years? How many, uh, how many of those Ron Paul-ish candidates, remember how they had the, the Ron Paul, he didn't endorse them all, but they were like, they, they essentially tried to 
align themselves with Ron Paul for marketing purposes for their campaign. And when we took a, a closer look at a lot of those guys, we found out that they were just basically, you know, your typical uh, political candidates that just wanted to get some votes. So they aligned themselves with Ron Paul. How many of those guys even got elected? Not know. a one, from what I understand. Not a one. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, that, some, that whole process is not working. There, there's some certainly better politicians out there, uh, you know, of of the uh, sort of libertarian stripe. Uh, they, I guess the that uh, the governor of South Carolina is supposed to be pretty good, and as is the uh, the new guy in Louisiana or something like that. But um, uh, supposedly Jeff Flake in Congress. I don't know. Some but some are better than others. Certainly. As he points out here in a moment, all that may be true, but what's it doing? What's you know the on the whole, what is it doing? He says, I was born in 1963, and my whole life, someone has been protesting the Vietnam War, President Nixon, stagflation, the Iran-Contra scandal, the SNL bailout, Slick Willie's Summer in the Office, GW's private war, and now the socialization of our country, and nothing changes. How many dot-coms are there out there for, or are out there for policing the government? There's this tax group and that tax group, this civil rights group and that one. And for all their well-intentioned, valiant efforts, the government continues to grow in size and power, and our civil liberties, our American dream, continues to die. What changes is what people are arguing about and complaining about. You know, this week it's the... It's the uh, bonuses AIG. being paid yeah. to the executives. So let's complain about that and talk about how horrible it is. But, again, nobody's going after the striking at the root. Right. No, all, yeah, exactly. We touched on this last night. The, the whole issue with the AIG situation is that, well, they gave $180 million to the executives. Nobody's talking about the $180 billion that uh, was given to AIG in the first place. That's well, they know apparently that there's nothing not the to issue. talk about. Uh, there's, they know there's nothing left to talk about there. The fact is, you... <laughs> This is how people feel. I, you know, I made a call into this uh, talkback show, and yeah, I don't get a chance to talk to too many politicians. You call talkback. When did you call talkback? It's been quite some time. Oh, okay. Um, that you know, I've called, I've called a few times. This and, is, by the way, a local show that airs here in right, Keene, New Hampshire, on Saturday mornings from nine to uh, nine to noon. We actually put it on the Free Talk Live live stream, and we encourage liberty-minded people to call in. So if you want to listen and participate, you can do that tomorrow it's, morning. It's aired by a politician, but it's a local politician, so she's not as quite as slick as uh, the, no. the, the disgusting state ones and the uh, even more disgusting federal ones. And uh, you know, I was they were talking about something she voted against, actually was a uh, the circle that they had uh, that they put in it was a, you know a traffic circle and i uh, you know she said something about somebody had called in about the traffic circle and she basically said you know, I wish people would stop calling in about this. The traffic circle's built and we've, you know, that's it. What's it's, done is done. It's it's done. It's over. And she, you know, I to me I called in and I'm you know, I scolded her for that. Look, if you don't stand up to these things that get jammed down our throats, then the next thing's going to get jammed down our throats. Um, you know, I, I, would you tell a rape victim that she should just be quiet about the rape? No. I mean, we've been stolen from here and but but that's that's not what happens. It just, you know, it's over and you know, we might as well live with it, right? He says, I'm tired of working as an indentured slave in order to fund the federal government's antics with special interests and high-stakes fundraisers. I'm tired of the police state coming into my car, home, my life, assuming that I don't have the common sense that the good Lord gave me so they have to be my moral compass. What a joke. I'm tired of the uneducated majority continuing to elect one puppet after another. 
It's become obvious that the time for peaceful measures is long past. No monarchy, no despot, no tyrannical government has ever been brought down without bloodshed, and ours will be no different. I, I think he's wrong about that. We can touch on that in a moment. He says it's time to strike the federal government at the heart. The problem is that the federal government is at the top of the social food chain. They have the military and the money. And there's not much we can do about the military, but I propose we can do something about the money. If we just stop funding the vile, infectious vermin in our government, then they'll have no choice but to stop doing what they're doing. My first thoughts, and he's kind of wrong there, too, because they can keep printing it out. Well, it, it, no, they can't print it out forever. That's that's true. And it's better for you to hold on to your money and do what you can with it rather than give it to them voluntarily. He says, my first thoughts about this were to calculate what my share of a constitutional government would be and only pay that amount in income taxes, defense, treasury, executive, legislative, judicial, etc. You've already paid that a long time ago. So what he actually says here, I rejected mm-hmm. that idea for the following reasons. Number one, over the course of my working life, I've already paid more than my share to fund a constitutionally legal government for the duration of my life. And number two, as I mentioned earlier, the time for half measures is long past. A measure is needed that will actually make a difference and kick these sons of bitches in the butt. Therefore, I have gone to my HR department at work and doubled my allowances on my W-4 from 5 to 10. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure that during the year I pay as close to zero in income tax as possible. Then in April, rather than filing a tax return, I'm going to file my personal declaration of independence from the federal government. Not a declaration of independence from the United States, but rather from the despotic government that enslaves her. I realize the consequences this will mean for me and my family, and he points out he has two children, ages 10 and 4. Gosh. But I'm tired. It'll be the most meaningful thing, the most important thing, the most patriotic thing that perhaps I have ever done. I'm finished being an enabler. I'm doing it for my family and all of the other families that suffer. I'm doing it for the courageous people that have come before me. People who have had the intellect and courage to speak regardless of the consequences. People like Cindy Sheehan, Ron Paul, Peter Schiff, and others. Shame on us if we don't do whatever needs to be done to change things. We need to fight smarter, not harder. And if we can't outfox the numbnuts in Congress and B.O. them uh, and B.O., then shame on us. He says, I'm just tired of the BS. So good on him, and I hope other people are inspired to do the same thing and withhold their money from this federal beast. Do whatever you can to keep all the money that you earn in your pockets where it belongs. Who do these people think they are? You have to get over the fear aspect, though. That's the cri- That's the most crippling thing to our movement right now. We can come back and talk about it. You can call in about anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial toll-free for whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote Free Talk Live at promote.freetalklive.com. Great ways to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world, and most of them are completely Completely free or very, very low cost. Go get all the details at promote.freetalklive.com. And we just finished up a story from Lou Rockwell, written by somebody who's had it up to here with the federal government, and he's so sick and tired of all the nonsense that he's finally going to do something about it. He points out at the end of his uh, story... 
he's going to withhold as much money from the federal government as he possibly can. If he can pay zero, he's going to pay zero. He's going to increase the withholdings on his uh, his income taxes, and he's not going to send any of it back to the feds. And he's willing to do this even with a family at home. And as he points out, he believes this is the right thing to do for his family, to take these risks and, as he says, fight the federal government. Now, that set you off, Sam, and it, yeah. it did me uh, me as well. What did you want to say about uh, that? There's a couple things I don't like about that. Uh, number one, the, the IRS is ready to roll over people who do exactly this. I mean, their, their system is designed to steamroll these people and, and take care of them because this is how people typically fight it. Number two, I really wish he would do this in New Hampshire where he has support, where he Actually, has emailed him. I emailed him and I said, have you heard of the Free State Project? Good, good. And number three, the fighting. Why what you resist persists he is pushing against the federal government and it's not just this story so many stories talk about we've got to fight these guys we've fight got the to fed. yeah we've got to get our people in there so we can fight and get our government back and, and we've got to go ahead you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I was I was thinking exactly the same sort of thing last night I was watching uh, I was just on YouTube and you know I'm, I'm by myself at the house now my wife's away and I was just watching uh, th- clips of 300 that movie that came out a couple of years yep. ago and I really enjoyed it it's a fun little action film and um, you know I was realized you know what I was I was thinking about things like what you're talking about and a warrior's greatest asset isn't his sword it's his shield and to be able to deflect or uh, to, to you know not be where the blow is landing and a shield is is useful for that you know this is the 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 terminology fighting and the way we're i just don't like it i don't think it's uh it's apropos and it also when they when people that uh, are on the other side the federal government types hear it they hear danger yes and i'm i'm not i'm not here to endanger any federal people I'm not here to endanger any state people, any government people. They're only a danger to me and my loved ones. And I, I just, just want to be left alone. Right. I just want you to leave me alone. They can keep doing their horrible things. It's just I don't want to be a part of it. And the, and the same is true for... Uh, you I don't know. know that I find that acceptable either. It's not okay that they do horrible things. Just don't do it to me and my friends. Leave me alone. I mean, there's nothing I can do about what they are doing. Right? I'm just saying it's not, it's not okay. I think also the perspective of we've got to, uh, you, you free staters or whatever, want to destroy the government or dismantle the government. No, I don't want to do that. My focus, my goal is to educate people and enlighten them so that they no longer, or so that they see that government is no longer necessary and evolve beyond uh, this idea that we have to have people in control of of everything. Well, and even that, um, you know, I, I personally, if I, if I were, you know, taking your stance entirely, and I'm of the opinion the government should be shrunk down to a tiny, tiny little size. However, if I were taking your stance, what I would say, in fact, is that I want to turn away from this more authoritarian type of government. I okay. want that, too. And the, the fact is, you know, at one point it was ludicrous, the idea that people would rule themselves in the form of a democracy or a republic or whatever. Yeah. The king came from, got his power from God. And if you don't like it, off with your head. Well, now... And before that, it was the church that, that you know, ruled right. everybody. And, and the church ruled geographic areas. If you were, you know, you know in, from a certain place, you were Catholic. And yep. because we said so, or you're going to die. And then they managed to, uh, you know, things changed. And now in geographic areas, you can have Catholics and Protestants and Jews and Muslims living together 
peacefully. As long as it's why, not the UK. Why can't we have different kinds of government living in the same, you know, people who subscribe to different kinds of government living in the same geographic area getting along? I don't know. You know, I mean, it's, it's an interesting idea. It worked with religion. Why wouldn't it work with, with government? Governance. Because these people are control freaks and, you know, without absolute control over the areas that they want to uh, take ownership of, they feel like their so system the would fall apart. So were the churches. Yeah. And it, it had to come to a stop. It comes down to people seeing something bigger, seeing something better out there and realizing that, you know... There's a better way out there, and it's not the answer is not in government. It the, lies beyond government. And the mindset isn't to destroy what exists. No. It's to, as you're saying, shift people's perspective so we can just leave that behind and move on into a uh, an evolved world. Uh, mankind's taking his next step in evolution and uh, and have that consensual, that voluntary society. But you can't blame people for this uh, this viewpoint because they were brought up to you know they're brought up and they're told well if you don't see something that if you see something you don't like you fight to change it you yep. get together with a bunch of other uh, friends Hell, of yours I, and i say it i mean I, i'm yeah. still you know and and when you're you're taught team sports fight 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 you know it's the, right. the whole thing everything's a fight everything in human interaction if you're you know arguing uh you know with your friend or your wife you have to fight for your side no you don't you know so, it, you could convince, you know, I mean, you, you, but other terminology is what needs to be used. All right, I'm going to hold your feet to the flame on this one, though, Sam, because uh -oh. your tactics nowadays are to use their system against them, effectively fighting them, isn't it? I mean, you're talking about, you've been talking a lot about recently on the show uh, and in your videos about how what you're doing is you're going to bring criminal charges against these government guys. Yes. Isn't that fighting them? Um Hmm. I think that's holding them uh, uh, accountable. Look, they have a system. It's a system of response. You know, they're 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 responsible for enforcing a system. They're enforcing that system in an irresponsible manner, in a self, uh, you know, uh, aggrandizing manner. But is that how you show them? That that I see themselves. you're making excuses for it. I not making excuses show them, for crap. Is that how you show them that you love them? Well, I'm not. Uh, look, uh, yes. If you <laughs> look, if if you're going to subscribe to this system. Then you need to follow this system. People need to follow okay. rules. If you're going to be there, uh, you know, enforcing rules. If they're for other claiming people, they're going to follow those rules and they're not following them, then they should be held. To, their feet should be held to the fire. Absolutely. On that, what you're okay. Okay. Can I answer the question? Sorry. Yes. All right. No, I agree with exactly with what Mark said. There is certainly, I think, a lot of validity in uh, holding their feet to the fire, making sure that they are following their own rules, and saying, "Look, if this is the system you want me, you want to force upon me, and you want to tell me to work within the system to change." the system here's how i'm going to do it but really the reason that i do this is to go in i feel like um i've had experience or practice enough or whatever to where i can go in and i can say things and i can do things that it, it are very hard for other people to go in and do and when i capture that on film and i go put it out for other people to see i think it shows them that oh my gosh look at the way government is functioning and this just doesn't work and there are better solutions out there so that's why i'm doing all of this uh, sort of halfway in the system uh, activism. So if they were to uh, stop fighting us, then that would go away. Like if they were to leave people alone and do the right thing and not harm innocent people, yeah. then they wouldn't be brought up on any criminal charges. Right. So what they're, they're resisting is persisting. They're enforcers right? for yep. a violent system. I mean, why in the world shouldn't the enforcers be held to their own rules? Let's go to your phone calls. You dial, uh, you dial in, bring up anything. Norway, Renee is on the line. Renee, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hi guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I heard uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, Mark, Julia, and Ian talking about Dalai Lama. 
Yeah. Uh, and I thought uh, it was that was one of the most weird conversation you guys ever have had. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> uh, the, I, I heard a spot uh, just before I called tonight about uh, you guys, uh, uh, one of the 60-minute promos or, or something. The 60 uh, second, Talking yeah. about in- incarnations. And you don't believe in incarnations. Incantations. Incantations? Mm-hmm. No, incarnations. Um, incarnations re- reincarnation. Reincarnations. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Of course, reincarnations. I, I know you, I, I think I know you don't uh, uh, prescribe to that date at all. Right? Eh, I kind of like it. I think it's fun. And I'm all for including fun things in your religion if, it's, if it empowers you in your life. Yeah, but that that was actually the one thing I wanted to mention about Dalai Lama. Yeah. You you obviously uh, didn't know anything about this character. Nope. Uh, this character is actually inside the Buddhism uh, world. This character is actually the 14th incarnation of Dalai Lama. Oh, that's interesting. That's what he is. He's not a king uh, or anything. But doesn't <clears throat> he want to be the king of Tibet? Doesn't he want to be in charge of Tibet? No, no, no. That, what does he that, want for uh, Tibet? What's his deal? Freedom. <laughs> hey, uh, that's what all of the f- freedom, f- all right. freedom fighters. I've claim never heard of anybody freedom. in any, any position of power actually. You know, they say freedom. I never, I've never believed one of them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I see where you're coming from. Hey, and, uh, hey. yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to call back on this one. Because, uh, okay, please do. I thank you for the yeah. call. 800-259-9231. I mean, maybe he's, you know, maybe he's telling the truth and what he really wants is freedom, but it's my understanding he just wants to be king. 800-259-9231. Not we know a lot about it. You can bring up anything. Hour number three is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Government officials like to think they know better than the rest of us. They tell us what we can buy and when we can buy it. Everything from guns and booze to cold medicine and cigarettes. Now they've gone even farther. Cities across the country are now trying to tax and ban bottled water. That's right. Simple, no alcohol, no caffeine, no calorie bottled water. They say it's wasteful and buying it is, quote, stupid. But who are they to decide? If politicians decide you shouldn't even be able to buy bottled water, what's next? Visit us at enjoybottledwater.org and sign the petition to keep the nanny state out of our water bottles. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three. You dial in. You bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free. So enjoy those. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. Mark, you've been hanging on to an email for a while here, and uh, now is as good a time as any to get to it. It's uh, about conspiracies. Yeah, it's uh, actually a pretty well thought out email uh, from a, a fella here, and um, I, you know, I thought it was worth reading. And it's a it's conspiracy uh, uh, sort of email, but uh, let's go on. So it's from Peter, and he says, "Please share my comments with Ian or anyone else, uh, one else you think might be amused or intrigued." I'm shooting this email off in a fit of frustration and very quickly, so please understand if I'm not perfectly co- cogent. I love, your sh- I love your show and listen nearly daily, but it reminds me of when I used to listen to the anti-war radio and the wonderful Scott Horton. I used to say, um, like I say used to because I don't do it any longer. It's sad because as, um, as in the case with your show, I agreed with roughly 95% of what Scott was discussing. Unfortunately, his attitude towards the event of nine, events of 9-11 were so backwards and off-base that I sent him an email for the first and only time. 
Um, I wrote that I wouldn't be able to continue listening in good conscience unless he began to shed a little bit of his arrogant attitude towards those in pursuit of the truth surrounding events of 9-11. His reply was, see ya. If I recall, <laughs> good for him. And there you have it. Now, this guy's, you know, being very good about this email. Uh, in in this email, and he's sort of taking a a wry look at himself while he, you know, mm-hmm. talks about what he believes in. And I, I think that's a a great place to be coming from, and a great way to talk to people. Um, you know, whereas. When somebody gets an email, you know, when a show host gets an email where it says, I'm not going to listen anymore unless blah, blah, blah. Okay. Adios. Like, that's all. That's all. Like, that, what do you say? You say the same thing. I sort of I sort of feel the same way. Like, I can't change my opinion there because plenty of, of shows your out opinion. There. Right. There are plenty of shows out there that are going to pander to your opinion and right. make you feel good. And that's, and that's really um, how I feel on, on this subject in general is Free Talk Live provides a service. And that service is talking about, you know, liberty and a uh, very... Um, we provide an open phones uh, panel discussion. So you can call yeah, that anything. You can. However... We won't always agree with you, though. <laughs> right. And we, we, do not, we do not claim that we're going to agree with you. And what kind so, of a show would it be if we did? Right. It, it'd be an open lines show where people call That's a great go, call. Thank you so much. Next ready. caller. <laughs> and it's just like that. So, um, you know, we provide a show, and there are the shows out there that will talk about 9-11 for you. Oh, that's are there? what you have. So, They'll talk about it for three hours straight. Today, Tuesday. The, Even though it's uh, almost been ten years. <laughs> I'm listening to your response to a gentleman calling in to discuss the Masons. Ian's first reply, comment, <laughs> from, those, uh, from both of you and Nick that followed were ugly and disrespectful. Now, also, that particular show, we were on location and mostly doing interview-type stuff. Were we? Okay. Yeah, that was uh, at the uh, Liberty Forum. Gotcha. So... But, you know, the Masons, this Mason thing, I mean, why does everybody want to go after the Masons? I just don't understand it. To me, they're a nice civic group. No, uh, the 10th was not the Liberty Foremost. It was afterwards. That was after it? Yeah, it was a Tuesday. Was I still there? Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm wrong then. Fine. I yeah. can admit that. The um, the Masons, uh, you know, they're just a civic group that helps people. I swear. I mean, they maybe have some secrets, but maybe I'm wrong. But that's what I believe. And t- t- to me, it's just going after a, a group. I mean, why not go after the Boy Scouts? Uh, why not go, and go after the Women's Auxiliary? Wh- why, you know, why go after the Masons? So anyway, now please uh, allow me to explain why the group, uh, uh, the group of you might benefit from exploring some of these conspiracy theories oh a bit further. All right. First, it does, um, does one no harm to delve into these subjects and absorb and dismiss the information presented. That is the most... Well, uh, it does do me harm because I've got other things I'd rather spend my right, time on. Right, it does on. do me harm because I spend, believe it or not, Peter, all day doing the, you know, handling advertising and sales for this show. So, therefore, my family is fed it, by doing that, and I just don't, in my, then my evening's caught up by this, and, you know, I, I am not interested in spending the little bit of free time that I get at pa- post- 10.30, uh, digging into the, uh, the, the, you know, the, 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 the evil ministrations of the Ma- Freemasons. You know, I, I know he's going to go on. We'll get to it. But mm-hmm. uh, I have looked into some of this stuff in yep. the past. I have looked at, you know, the, oh, if you look at the dollar bill and you fold it the right way, there's uh, the Twin Towers and you can see the airplane or, you know, uh, the, the pentagrams in Washington, D.C. You, yep. yeah, you can spend all kinds of all the Illuminati symbolism and uh, et cetera, et cetera, that they've put into the, uh, the you know, Washington, D.C. I'm just giving you two examples of some of the, uh, the, cr- the crack pottery that, that goes on in the fringe conspiracy movement. And yes, I have, 
looked into it. But uh, but it's never enough for these people. It's never enough that I have already spent some time looking at this nonsense, and I've written it off as nonsense. It's because I didn't dig deep enough. I didn't dig far enough. I didn't do enough research. Right, because you don't agree. That's all. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's called disrespect when you don't agree. I, th- th- this is this is sort of where it often comes from. No, I'm. If you call in and you disrespect a group that to me doesn't re- doesn't deserve disrespecting, I'm I, it, I'm going to disagree with you and you disrespect a group that doesn't deserve disrespecting. One more time. If you disrespect a group that doesn't deserve disrespecting, whether that group is the, I see. the okay. um, you know fraternal order of odd fellows or yeah. uh, you know the Lions Club, you you pick the group. Yeah. And if you Moose Lodge, if you if you say they're a bunch of bad people that are ruling the world and sacrificing babies to, to owl gods yeah like i'm gonna no i don't believe you and i don't think it's okay that you just get on the air and say it that's how i feel right and even if it's true that there i mean it may be true that some of the masons are uh the power mongers in ta- in whatever the areas are that they live in the influential people uh, many people in government may also be masons that may all be true but it doesn't mean that everyone who's a mason is a is a bad person uh it's like everybody that smokes pot doesn't go on to uh, snort cocaine i know a pretty high level mason he claims that that's not what it's um, what's going on there. I believe him. And even if it's true that it, once you get up to the 33rd tier of masonry or whatever the highest tier is, that that's when they let you in on all the, the evil secrets, that what does that mean in reality? If that's even true, how does that affect what we're doing today? How does it, Should I go to the uh, Masonic Temple building here where Cheshire TV is located in, in Keene, New Hampshire, and set the uh, second story on fire? Is that going to stop the Masons? I mean, what is the suggestion that one does about this? Should I get out in Central Square and hold signs every Saturday, uh, you know, letting people know that the Masons are in control and they're the ones... What is the, what is the, uh, the, the steps... What are the steps that one could take in reality to do something about this situation? And don't tell me, well, you could take DVDs and show them to your friends. No, well, well here's <laughs> what they always do. say: you can turn your nationally syndicated radio show into, into a crackpot yet fest. another, um, I mean, you know, fringe pu- fest, another pu- pulpit for uh, people that want to talk about, you know, this stuff. And you, you mean I could turn myself into that? Because that's what they want, right? Right. Thereby marginalizing the show and uh, you know yeah. making it so that people that get to hear this 95 percent that Peter agrees with. No longer get to hear it. You're right. This is I I say the biggest problem problem with those who believe in liberty and those who believe in the fringe conspiracies is that no one listens to you once you start talking about the, the slee stacks bringing down the, the 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 trade center towers and how the you know the whatever it is whatever your crazy conspiracy sounding thing is. That's when people stop listening. Yeah, I, I watched Alex Jones's latest documentary that's out on YouTube. And the Obama deception. Yes. Yeah, so very good. Some of my footage is in there. And even at the Dallas Fed um, in the Fed protest, he mentions 9-11. I cut it out of my video in the editing mm-hmm. because, you know, I just didn't want to cover that subject. And it got a lot more views, I think, than some of his other ones related to the same subject. And that film did the same thing. It, it didn't really cover the 9-11 issue. It did talk about, you know, the the. Uh, Bilderberger group and so forth and I thought it did a great job of kind of really connecting the dots and doing some things where I disagree with Alex Jones is he wants to go after the people who are using the apparatus of government to enslave people I want to go after the apparatus of government because he believes that cleaning up uh, he's not striking the root yeah he he's wanting to go after these people and thinking that 
well, if we just get rid of them, if we can just, you know, clean these people up and, and, and get them in jail, these are criminals, then it'll all be okay and this won't happen again. But I know better. I know that if you have yep. this monopoly right. on force that somebody's going to get in there and use it to their advantage and it's just going to end up in the same place. You know, I thought his last film was, was pretty good as well. The um, state one. What now? With the police state one? Uh, there was a few police state okay, ones that he did. Sure. But anyway, um, I, I actually tried to get him as an interview for the show, and it kind of mm-hmm. went nowhere. And I don't know if I was contacting the right person, but it seems like you know somebody who's on email, the inside. Yeah. Let's see if we can get him on maybe when you're on the show. Because and, and, I think like he's he does a great job of talking about the police state, yes. and he points yep. out how corrupt everything is. But the problem is he is his solution. I think we should have him on to talk about solutions. And I'd, I'd really be interested in that. And okay. plus, people have been asking forever for us to have Alex Jones on this show. More on the way. You bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You dial toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, broadband version, dial-up, webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. Well, we all know that email is not secure. In fact, the Bilderbergers could be reading your email right now. Unless you have privacyharbor.com. It's an easy-to-use, secure email alternative. You can sign up for a free account today privacyharbor.com because normal email is not secure. Privacyharbor.com. 800-259-9231. Bilderberger free. <laughs> All right. So, you know what? I know this guy's got more he wants to say, and I do want to get to it, but I also want to get to this phone call here. David is on the line. Let's break down in the email for a moment and talk to David in Colorado. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Did you mean Stephen in Colorado? Well, Stephen in Colorado. There you are. Hey. All right. How you doing? What's on your mind? Um, well, Ian, Mark, and Sam, I, I just, last night I caught only part of the show, and you were talking about the futility of Internet evangelizing for liberty forums, chat rooms, etc. And, you know, I, I used to do that kind of stuff, you know, many, many, many years ago. I, I decided to get, recently, being bored or whatever, I decided to get uh, some accounts on some various Internet forums and start just trying to talk to people about liberty and show them the way it is and, it, yeah, if you're bored, then that'll that's an easy way to suck up a lot of uh, a lot of free time. Yeah, that's for sure. But I tell you, if they're, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd almost rather have a hemorrhoid than do that. I tell you, because, <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's so futile. It's it's if you want to go scream at a wall, you would get about as much success. Uh, and I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't totally say that because I did have a few people, you know, you a lot of these internet forums have im functions or pms or whatever mm-hmm. and i did get a lot of pms of people saying boy wow i never thought about it that way you're really you're right but what's going to happen if you start doing this just a warning to anybody who wants to try to do this is that you're if you stay on it long enough and if you get into a long enough conversation or argument or debate or whatever it is with somebody you are going to end up basically rewriting the market for liberty and because they're going to mm-hmm. question this well, yep. ha- well, how, how will it work? Uh, you know, how how will it uh, how will you make yeah. somebody go to an arbitration agency? Well, and then you start basically quoting or paraphrasing or rephrasing stuff from that book. So I just started posting that link, and pretty soon after a while, it just yeah, I mean, Stephen. Like, it, it, it's really at, terrible. at some point, that when they're when they're engaging when they're engaged in this critical thinking and they're starting to ask these kind of questions, that's where I usually say, okay. This is really well detailed out, better than I could explain to mm-hmm. you in this there book. 
It's an audio book. It's free. free. If you want to read it, you can download the PDF, and here's where you get it. And I just send them there, and then come back to me with your questions, and let's continue the discussion. Well, I can tell you, people are downloading this book. Oh, I was yeah. looking at the, the web stats recently, and it's because, I guess, of uh, people like you going out there, putting the link out in places. But the, just, and the PDF version alone, not the audio book, because I've been having trouble getting my stats from Libsyn, but just the PDF, since that's hosted on my website, I can see how many people are downloading it. There have been over 1,500 downloads this year alone of that book. Wow. So that's 500 a month. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty darn yeah. good. Mm-hmm. That, that sure is. You know, I was also I was also thinking of this idea. It's on a similar subject. I, I don't know what your, if you have a slow night on the show. I know you guys are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I started listening years ago. It's Friday. Kind of, is it Friday? You know, um, I guess that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Um, I was wondering if maybe a week, uh, you know, like each Friday, when it's slow like this, instead of reading an email or whatever, I know it is the show about your calls, so-called, but uh, maybe instead of reading an email or news articles, maybe you could just take that, that audio book and, uh, and talk about a chapter at a time. It would be sort of like a national or, I guess now international, uh, book reading club, you know? Yeah, uh, well, I don't think it's going to – just, I mean, from a radio listener perspective – it's just reading stuff is iffy. I don't like to do it. I only do it when I find something that's really outstanding. And I think there's a lot of value in giving people practical examples that they can connect and identify with to to show them, you know, here's here's how these principles can apply to this situation. Also, um, I, I'm not saying that The Market for Liberty isn't a great book. I haven't read it personally. Yeah. But um, there, there's a danger to, uh, to using one thing as your Bible or your icon or your, you know, individual is that people hold that one thing up and then when something bad happens, what if the Tannehills turn out to be uh, child pornographers? I think they might be dead. Sure. Yeah, I think, I think they are. I thought I thought they just kind of disappeared. They did. Sort of, uh, I think I've heard that one of them is for sure dead, and the other one has kind of just disappeared and is living somewhere in obscurity. <laughs> I don't know for well, sure what the truth is, though. Nice. Well, just just for the listenership, and and then I'll I'll go ahead and get off the air. Uh, the Market for Liberty on audio, audiobook, and then also the Mises Institute. If they get on there, they can download for free an audio or PDF. Uh, for a new liberty by Murray Rothbard and the ethics of liberty by uh, also by Murray Rothbard. It's one of the things that is great about this movement is there are so many wonderful books that people can absorb and a lot of them are available in free form, which I, I again think is a really great way to get a message out there is to just put it out there and then let people come back to you and say, I thought this was valuable. Here's some money. We should pay to have it put in hotel rooms. The market for liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Stephen, thanks for the call. I appreciate the suggestion. Right. You know when I was uh, when I was programming the Liberty Radio Network, which is an online internet stream that we've got going on, LibertyRadioNetwork.com, with a variety of different uh, liberty-oriented shows. Somebody mentioned Scott Horton's anti-war show earlier. He's in there. Uh, Lou Rockwell's podcast is in there. There's a handful of shows, probably eight or nine shows actually, that are in there running in a loop. I was thinking about well, what. Because I, I had a few different options, right? Well, what do we do? What do we run? Should I run audiobooks at night? I thought that might be an interesting addition to the stream, but it, I, I ended up deciding against it just because how many times can you repeat the same audiobook and how many people can really stay tuned in for a lengthy period of time? Of course, you could read a chap, you could put a chapter in there every single night, but are, the, is, are people going to listen every? It was just. It's, it was confusing from a programming standpoint, and so I did decide against it. People that want to seek that out, it's there for them, right? I mean, the market for liberty is there. At book. Put an ad on for it. 
Book.freetalklive.com. Uh, that's that'll get you right to it. I and mean, we talk about it enough. I no, think. I meant on, an ad on the Liberty Radio Network uh, Ooh, on your little. Uh, that's not know, a bad idea. Pirate thing there. You know, go to. Liberty Radio or book.freetalklive.com yeah, to, to hear the Liberty Radio Network tease it a little bit in the beginning. Maybe somebody should make, you know, it would be nice. This is an idea. Somebody out there might want to make like a little repository of links to free liberty oriented books on the internet. I mean, we've got a, a, a few links on our links page at freetalklive.com. Not only that, somebody should go out and produce an ad, uh, you know, for you so that you can get it done for uh, links to liberty oriented books. So, you know, that way is all you have to do is pop it in. You don't have to do the work of uh, recording it. I'd be willing to do something. I mean, I'd be willing to put that on the air if There's somebody had something like that. Lots of folks that are, uh, you know, they, be, people have lots of good suggestions about what I should do for liberty. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I can't tell you, like, it, it's like taking the cat and rubbing him the wrong way. Yeah. I, no, I, I, thanks very much. I'm doing all day, every day, I'm doing things for liberty. If yeah. you've got some good ideas about what I can do for liberty, tell you what. Go do them. Do it. Yeah, get out there and get it done because we can only we only have so many hours in the day. Right. And if you if if you say to yourself, well, you've got a liberty oriented radio show. Well, I didn't five or six years ago. You could too if you wanted to put the time and effort into it. Right. So I'm mean, you know maybe you've got a really good idea. I'm not saying that you know all of them should be turned away, but it just it's it, you know just yeah rankles me a little bit. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Do you get more of that from people outside of New Hampshire or inside of New Hampshire? I get it from through, via emails. From people presumably outside of New Hampshire. That would be my presumption. I don't All right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Speaking of emails, we do have to get back to that one. Finish that up, and also we'll take your calls about whatever you want at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, and this is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. Hey, and Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features, by the way, including updates. You get signed up, we keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. We go to your phone calls. Dan is on the line in New Jersey. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's um, on your mind? Yeah, I was calling uh, about um, the Institute for Humane Studies uh, seminars, which uh, you guys advertise. Yeah. Um, and I uh, applied for one of these for the the spring uh, seminar and went uh, earlier this week. And uh, so I just wanted to call in and tell you guys uh, about it since they're you know they advertise with you and uh, also for <clears throat> anyone who uh, might be a college student that has heard of this and they're not quite sure I'll give kind of a personal account. Tell us about it. <clears throat> um, yeah. So basically, what the uh, seminars are are for uh, college students or, you know, college-age students, people maybe who have recently graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have them for all different levels, you know, whether you're uh, a new college student or maybe you're in graduate school. <clears throat> um, but the, uh, the one I attended was the uh, Liberty and Society uh, seminar. And it was... Uh, and where was days. it? It, w- it was at uh, Emory University in Atlanta. Oh, okay. And uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, it was five days, and uh, it's 
totally uh, paid for by the Institute for Humane Studies and their uh, their contributors. And uh, the the way it works is uh, basically they bring in faculty that are associated there, um, professors. There were a couple of economics professors there, um, one uh, philosophy professor, a uh, policy analyst from the Cato Institute. And um, you start, the typical day starts at like uh, 8 a.m. with breakfast, and all your meals are, are paid for. So you have breakfast and then uh, get right into your, to your uh, lectures. Each one's like about an hour and a half. And uh, <clears throat> at the end of each lecture, you have like a discussion, and uh, everyone there for the, for the most part uh, with this seminar was, um, you know, liberty-leaning. Uh, the IHS uses the term classical liberal um, usually, but, of course, everyone doesn't use that term to self-identify. Right. But, uh, you know, we, we, uh, the lectures were things like um, how to think like an economist, and uh, we had some, some things uh, like uh, a lecture on the harm principle, which is kind of like the non-aggression principle mm-hmm. um, that libertarians are used to. And it was just a great week. Um, they Where did they put you up? I mean, the, the the lectures were happening on a college campus. Did you get like a dorm room dorm or something? Room. Well, the, this this one actually happened at the uh, Emory Conference Center, and uh, from my understanding, most of the time they are, um, you know, you're housed in college dorms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at the Emory Inn, uh, which was actually a really nice place. I, I'm told that it's like one of the nicest locations that they have these at. Most of the time, it is. You're kind of in a college dorm setting, um, so you know, just just so happens this location was uh, a little more luxurious, I guess. Oh, okay, great. But, uh, and yeah, how was, was, how was the food? I, the food was, was excellent great. Um, in our case. I, I know some of the other places they have these at, you know, you kind of have college cafeteria food. That's not um, bad. I've, I went, when I was in uh, community college, the cafeteria food was pretty darn good, actually. <laughs> Yeah, Ian's and, standards are kind of funny. You know, it's so much better when it's when it's paid for by someone else. Well, wait a Ian minute. Loves that. Wait, wait a minute, Mark. Have you yes. eaten at college uh, cafeterias? Before? I have eaten at college cafeterias before, and it beats prison by a long, long stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a five star meal, but they do a decent job with this stuff. It's not like it's high school food or anything like that. It's not government school kind of food. It's, a, it's definitely, a, I would say, pretty, pretty. Uh, you get a lot of choices, and uh, and the, the prices weren't bad either. But yeah. but yours is free, so even better. So, yeah, so what was the biggest um, thing that you took away from uh, the seminars? Um, really, you know, it's uh, you really get the opportunity to kind of have your ideas challenged. I mean, even though everyone there is kind of uh, you know sympathetic, even within the uh, you know libertarian movement or among people who love liberty, there's there's always uh, finer points of contention, maybe little disagreements, and mm-hmm. everyone uh, really open minded. It's really a uh, environment that uh, where Open discussion and, and free thought is encouraged, and uh, there were, you know, a handful of uh, anarchists or free marketeers or voluntarists, and then there were more of your uh, minarchist-type libertarians, and um, everyone was, you know, civil, and, uh, you know, it was just a, a really great environment. So, um, you know, it's, it's also good. The, the fact of the matter is we like to kind of, uh, you know, really go at the, the status, but the fact of the matter is... There are a lot of of statists who are really bright, um, you know, uh, articulate people. And if you go to something like this, uh, you really get a chance to kind of explore uh, your your positions and your beliefs and uh, get a, a stronger foundation for how to, to talk to people on the other side. That's interesting. I thought I was under the impression that it was mostly liberty-minded people that had already 
kind of come around to that, but you're saying there are statists there that are attending these and expressing their ideas, and you guys are engaging in debate with the faculty watching, or can you talk um, about that more? No, well, yeah, in, in uh, this case, from my understanding, they do have some seminars that are really uh, just kind of open for, for anyone, regardless of uh, ideology, to kind of get a, a first taste of uh, these ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I went to, Liberty and Society, everyone there with maybe just the exception of a couple were already uh, libertarian or uh, very sympathetic to small government ideas. Okay. Um, but the uh, what I would say is that the although the the lectures also uh, kind of reinforce the the free market idea or the the liberty idea, um, we're they're explored in such a way that we can kind of see the other side and uh, maybe our ideas are strengthened by kind of uh, maybe some more scholarly type of arguments or, uh, you know, we would we would see uh, how how the other side might view our argument. Yeah, that's that's what I like about calling into like the local Politico show talkback is I get to interact with the bureaucrats and sort of get a feel for where their minds at and what some of their justifications are and find kind of ways to persuade them and explain my my perspective. What uh, so? What was your total outlay here? I mean, you live in New Jersey. You had to go down to Atlanta for this. So, was it? A, did you drive? Was it a plane ticket? Uh, no, uh, I I flew out of the uh, Philadelphia airport. Um, so, aside from my drive to the airport, I paid uh, one hundred and fifty dollars for a round trip ticket. Um, when I was actually in Atlanta, um, there's one day when you have kind of a half day, and uh, you get to go out and do what you want for the mm-hmm. rest of the day. And you know, I did. I went out and bought some meals outside of the ones uh served by by the uh by the seminar and uh you know went out had some drinks and stuff and uh, so a few a hundred time. bucks co- if, I, if i had wanted to hang out you know around my room i could have could have done that as well saved a little extra money so you basically put out a few hundred bucks for a plane ticket and a, and a couple of uh, meals on your own and maybe a few drinks but for a whole week of interaction with other like-minded people and of learning, it's, it seems like a hell of a deal. People can go to libertarianseminars.com if they are of college age. Uh, they can get involved in this. Sounds like a great opportunity. Okay, here's the question everybody there, wants to know the answer to, though. Okay. Were there women? Uh, yeah, there were. Were and, they hot? Uh, what? Some, some mighty attractive ones as well. What? Nice. Really? The, uh, there were definitely uh I was surprised because to be honest, you know, I, I kind of expected the stereotype. I mean I've I've been to an LP Sausage fest, before, sure. And, and I, I expected there to be, you know, a ninety percent uh male dominance. What was and, the breakdown, uh, would you say? I, I would say uh sixty forty. It's pretty good. Wow. Gosh. Yeah. That's and, really great. Not not uh unattractive women. Would you be willing to uh t- take a lie detector test? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I swear. And there's I, I'm sure there'll IHS, I think, puts up like a, a website of their each uh, seminar. Oh, so you can actually see the evidence. Oh, that's good. Well, how yeah. about this one? Were but, there uh, any other Free what, Talk what, Live there listeners was, there? There was, actually. Uh, oh, cool. one, one guy there had uh, just been out of the uh, Army active duty for about three weeks, and he was there. And uh, the, the week prior, he had been at, uh, at Liberty Forum. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and uh, actually, one great thing that came out of the trip, uh, you know, kind of respecting the fact that it was their seminar, I wasn't evangelizing too much, but my roommate ended up, uh, the day after we left, uh, signing up for the Free State Project. 
That's even better, man. Congratulations. Sounds like it was a real success for you, and I thank you for the call and sharing that with us. 800-259-9231. Get signed up for the summer sessions, libertarianseminars.com. More on the way. You can bring up whatever you want, even in these remaining moments. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call. If you make it right now, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is you need to buy, they've got got dozens of categories and even used items so if you need to save a few extra bucks i mean they've already got some great new prices but if you need to save a little bit more go used and free talk live will still get a cut if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com now we started this hour out with an email it was from somebody who was i guess trying to relay his feelings about how we handle the conspiracy callers the uh, the fringers that call in and try to recruit us into their movement uh, where they like the show generally but they don't like the fact that we're skeptical when it comes to uh, some of these conspiracy theories or maybe even less than skeptical maybe just blowing them off and basically saying hey it doesn't matter to us maybe it's true all right. of the things that you say but it doesn't affect what we're doing now to advance liberty in our lifetime you know that's that that's essentially where we come from so let's continue so, the Peter email. goes on uh, more importantly i've very much recommend that you contemplate the following just by chance, at age 38, two years ago, I was suddenly convinced that something fishy was going on with regard to 9-11. I could have been any conspiracy. It could have been any conspiracy or alternative view. It doesn't matter. The effect on me was like a rebirth of sorts. That opened the door to a near flood of information that I previously thought was insignificant. Well, there's a lot of information out there on the internet that you may or that you can choose or not choose not to believe. So it's it, like it, it's contrary information. You just sort of have to take what you believe and go with it. You know, no, you have to spend hours sorting through all of it. Yeah, and you'll still not know because well, what I'm hearing people. him say there is that he came across this conspiracy theory and it was like you know it washed over him. This realization came to him that he'd been you know misled or whatever, and that led him to X, Y, and Z and to where he is now. And that's great. If that was your path to where you are today, then I mean I can't deny that for you. And I, I great, whatever it took to get you to where you are, that's great. If where you are is in in, in that is. If where you are is that you believe in liberty, great. Uh, whatever the doors were for you, that's your business. But those aren't the doors that I want to present to people. Those, that's not the message that I find persuasive. It's not the message that I want to share on my national radio show. Now, you can call in and talk about any cra- you know, crazy stuff that you want to on this show. But as far as bringing me on board with it, that's just not happening because I've got enough concrete evidence that the government is evil that I don't have to speculate. I don't have to talk about uh, backdoor secret meetings. I don't have to talk about all of the conspiracy stuff. Everybody knows that uh, the government's evil. That's why they say if you know a politician's lying by their lips moving. You really don't have to convince people No, but Okay, well, they may think the government is evil currently, but they think they can change it, right? They think they can change it to be a good government. What other option is there in their mind? 
They've never considered it. Well, that's what we give them on this show, alternative options. And, uh, and I think that the, it's those presentations, concrete, realistic presentations of why government is bad and how we can solve those problems that can do that same thing. It can wash over people and the realization can come to them, oh, my gosh, I've been wrong this whole time. I believed all of this stuff that the government told me. It turns out it wasn't true. And I think it's much more persuasive than having to get people to take essentially a leap of faith or go and spend 500 hours researching something. Over the past two years, I've learned many, uh, that many individuals that make up the so-called conspiracy enthousi- enthusiasts or 9-11 truther group are, in fact, brilliant individuals with outstanding credentials and powers of deduction, even diligent in fact-checking. I've always prided myself on believing in nothing as the primary belief system to carry me through the journey of life. So I hope that others take that into account when assessing my level of kookiness. The bottom line that I hope uh, to share with you is this. I admit that it's very difficult to cull through the droves of disinformation and mistaken beliefs to find the legitimate theories. However, I've learned that if you're patient, you will actually learn things as rare as um, can be learned. What do I need to learn? What more do I need to know about the state? Why a, do I need to know? He's got a list know, of nine things here. <laughs> why do I need to know who the Bilderbergers are and what it is they're doing behind the scenes, behind closed doors? Why does that have any effect on what it is that I'm trying to do now? And what I'm trying to do is is uh, help people understand what liberty is and why it's valuable to them and have them do something about it. And I don't mean print out a DVD or burn a bunch of DVDs and hand them out to people. I mean get up, get off their butts, move to New Hampshire, and get active. For freedom. That's what I'm trying to do. So how is any of this going to help me with that? He goes on and says, I consider myself to be an expert in the events of 9-11. And if asked to make a um, large An expert bet- means he's done more research than you, right? Yeah, yeah okay. I, I would think that that's what an expert is yeah. anyway. Okay. And if asked to make a large bet, I would bet that, one, almost nothing being shared in common truths about 9-11 is true. Two. And Including is, the conspiracy theories. It, uh that's not, I'd say those are relatively common. as common truths. Okay. Uh, an Israeli secret exists, and one that would nearly shock Hunter S. Thompson. I don't know. I'm out of the are, loop on this. Right, I have no that. idea what the Israeli secret is. I mean, I guess that they, you know, that there's Zionists in charge, and that they wanted to see a, a nation of Israel. I don't know. Uh, Number three. The secret society, sometimes referred to as the Illuminati or the New World Order, is actually the most powerful organization in hundreds of years. So. <laughs> Psych- psychopathy there actually- are men with power out there and they're willing to wield it over people I don't care if they call themselves the Illuminati the Masons, the Bilderbergers or the Ronald McDonald fan club I don't care what their name is and they're doing it through people's belief in government that's what's, so, that's what's important to me that's what I care about psychopathy is actually more seri- more, a more serious condition than commonly thought psychopathy Okay. Number five is a Meaning gem. the condition of being a psychopath? Yeah. Okay. It's more serious than um, commonly Great. Thought. Number five, the moon landing was faked. Oh, boy. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure this one's getting smirks. Hey, do you think I enjoy putting this out there? It doesn't get me laid, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, stop it then. <laughs> I love it. He, he does a great job with this email. The NWO, number six, the NWO is making huge strides toward achieving the depopulation so plan about this. That, you're sure, that I'm sure you've heard of. Yes, he is. Yeah. Seven, AIDS is a biological weapon developed in the U.S. and distributed in the U.S. and Africa under false pretenses. It's failing in the U.S. I mean, they're getting rid of it. Mm. Must be a crappy biological weapon. You don't think the Bilderbergers could have done a little better with all their trillions of dollars? Yeah. Cancer is communicable and curable. Okay. What? 
People have been cured of cancer. I know yeah, that. Yeah, but my dad and my grandmother both died of it. I didn't get it. Yeah. A cure for AIDS does exist in the form of a single injection. It was known at the, at the time that AIDS was developed. This is all what he's uh, researched. I mean, he's spent these hundreds things, of hours these researching this. These are his stuff. conclusions. Okay. So those those are Great. his nine the, the nine pillars. Oh, it's over now. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to stop there since I've got to shoot uh, over to my dentist and have these temporary implants looked at. Uh, they're new, and I'm waiting to uh, hear if you comment on air. And those that uh, he's got Im- implants. Okay. I don't know. Maybe their teeth. Maybe maybe they, you know. I don't know. Maybe he thinks they're some radio transmitters or something. I don't have any idea. Um, I think that it's a a great, great email. (laughs) Then maybe I'll uh, be inspired to actually share some of this uh, juicy and freaking juicy information with you. I swear the data is there and verifiable, and I am able to have healthy, intelligent conversations about this information and views on both sides. No, this isn't healthy. (laughs) He already admitted he doesn't get, he can't get women when he's talking about this stuff. I mean, it's okay if that's if he doesn't if he's not interested in having women, okay. But uh, you know, just as an example, had we been the show that he wants us to be, he wants us to be this conspiracy show, right? There'd be no way I would be with Julia right now because she would have uh, never been interested in listening to that nonsense. I'm with Julia right now because the first time she listened to this show was when we were talking about that Utah rave that was out in the the mountains of Utah mm-hmm. that uh, the police flew in with a helicopter and uh, you know uh, decked out in camo and automatic weapons and they came in there and they just absolutely terrorized these young people that were at that rave. And she is part of uh, was part of the rave scene pretty heavily at that time. She was following that particular story we covered it on this show because we care about the plight of people that are doing things that we wouldn't necessarily be involved in we care about the the freedoms of individuals across the board whether it's ravers or people that want to eat foie gras or trans fat or people that want to smoke marijuana or whatever whether it's something that we've engaged in personally or not we're concerned for their freedoms it doesn't matter who the individual was that ordered the raid what matters is that there is there are people that have had their freedoms oppressed. And we were talking about that on our show in a way that showed that we cared about that situation. And as a result, she kept listening to this program, and now she's here in New Hampshire with us. I can't imagine what kind of crazy women would be attracted to Free Talk Live if we were talking about uh, stuff like his is in his, his email. So, Paula. Yeah. 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 Uh, last uh, line. Thanks for the great work you do, and I hope that uh, some of the, that giant wall of smirk protecting you from the perception of the world is slowly falling away. That's right, because we're just living in delusions, right? Here on Free Talk Live, living Thank in a delusional world. Thank you for your email, world. Peter. I, think I thought it was great. <laughs> uh, all right. It's Benny in here with you. And Sam, I am. And Mark. And you can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And in the meantime, between now and tomorrow night, we'll see you online at freetalklive.com. Join us for the live Saturday edition tomorrow night. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.